My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full-service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow! So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm your host for the Business Builder Show. My name is Marty Wolf. You can learn more about me and the Business Builder Show on my website, which is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Along with my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. D.C., Thanks for being with me again today, man. Hey, thank you for uh, letting me be here. My special guest today is Adam Smiley Poswalski. How did I do with that last name, Adam? That's perfect. You, you, you got it. I got it. Okay, we're off to a good start. Adam wrote a fascinating book, and that's why he's here, and we're going to go into detail. The title of his book is The Quarter Life Breakthrough. Invent your own path, find meaningful work, and build a life that matters. So I want to start out this way, Adam. I think it'll set the tone for our discussion. Um, Chapter 9, you have quotes that you use. And so in Chapter 9, you have a quote that I'm going to read. I think it'll set the tone. Sometimes you have to play a long time to be able to play like yourself, and that's from Miles Davis. Allow me to say that again. Sometimes you have to play a long time to be able to play like yourself. Adam, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor. I've read the book. I loved it. I love your work. And uh, let's start this way. Um, recently, last week, I was at a local university, made a little presentation to a group of, uh, I think there were juniors at, uh, it's Wilkes University, I'll give them a plug, in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. And as I was having a discussion with the folks, uh, with those uh, young people, one of the things I asked them is, you know, what do you really need to succeed? Or some question like that. And one of the, well, more than one person said, you should follow your passion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, do you have some comments about that? Yeah, so I think that, you know, what that's responding to is increasingly this generation, um, and I mean millennials and, you know, young people, um, really valuing meaning in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of data shows that, you know, this is a generation that wants to work with purpose. 50% of millennials would take a pay cut to find work that matches their values. 
90% of millennials want to use their skills for good. Um, the problem, though, with passion is that it's very inward facing. Um, you know, it's like, what do, what's my passion? What's my, what do I like to do? Like sit on the beach, do yoga, um, eat food. You know, it's, it's a, it's much less external facing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I kind of lead people in the direction with this book of much, much more thinking about their purpose, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of how you can give back. Mm -hmm. So it's not just what do you want, but it, it's what are you good at? What are your gifts and how can you serve your community? How can you serve others? How can you approach your work and business from a point of service? Yeah, makes sense. Um, in the notes that I see, though, you were even stronger about this whole idea of follow your passion. You say <laughs> it's possibly the worst career advice ever. And by the way, uh, another reason why I wanted to get you on is I am a huge fan of Cal Newport. Yes, Cal's and, the best. And he supports your, your 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 idea, and I see, I think he gave you a, a testimonial for your book, an acknowledgement. Um, that's great. Um, he kind of says the same thing, you know? Yeah, I, I think that we with the blogosphere and Instagram and all this stuff, this follow your passion, quit your job, follow your passion mantra yeah. has become quite popular. But we're actually, if you look at the science behind meaningful work and the science behind fulfillment – um, people become fulfilled because of purpose. Yeah. Um, and as Cal Newport always talks about, and if anyone hasn't read his books, uh, so good, they can't ignore you. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the best career books ever written. It's all about mastery, becoming really good at something that if you think about the people in your life that you look up to, or that seem to have found fulfillment, they're really good at what they do. <laughs> yeah. Whether they're the chef at the local restaurant whether they built a business, whether they're a guitar player, whether they're a writer, they have a skill and they take a lot of pride in that skill. Yeah. And this is an important thing for young people to realize. And it gets back to that Miles Davis quote. One thing that millennials are certainly not good at is patience. Uh, okay. And yeah. so I tried to write an inspiring book that would help people kind of get out of their comfort zones, but also realize that this process of finding career fulfillment and finding success in the workplace takes time. Yeah, it, it takes some time and that's okay. And I, I, I wrote this so it could kind of be a book that helps people go along the journey because it's not going to be an overnight journey. You have written a great book that is going to have that impact on young people. As a matter of fact, I had your book in my hand and I said to that audience, which was about 60 young people, to say, well, listen, I understand what you're saying, but you've got to read this book by Adam, The Quarter Life Breakthrough. You've got to read this book. As a matter of fact, I'm putting out a little contest to that group to say, you listen to the interview I do with Adam, and you give me a synopsis back of what he said. I'm going to give you one of his books. So we're, we're all you. over this, man. So, okay, so you now are now speaking you're writing, you are presenting to companies uh, probably all over the world, and you are considered a millennial expert. Okay, so I'm older. Let's be careful with that, but I'm older. What the hell is everybody bitching about, excuse my phraseology, with millennials? Last time I checked, they're human beings. Is there something really different about millennials? Talk to me. Yeah, I think that, you know, we hear a lot about millennials now um, and, 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 it's, and it's a response to a couple of things. Um, 
they are currently the largest demographic in the workforce, over yeah. 50%. Some yeah. studies say that in 10 years, they're going to make up 75% of the workforce. Um, so it's obviously a very trendy topic. Yeah. Um, and we hear all about, you know, millennials and the me, me, me generation, the entitled generation. They just want things. Uh, if you look at some of the data and statistics I already mentioned, I actually think that that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. I actually think this is a generation that's interested in giving back mm -hmm. um, and using their skills, their access, their privilege to actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, according to Deloitte's millennial survey from this year, 75% um, of millennials think the business world is too focused on their own agenda and not focused enough on the greater society. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if you look at it, everyone obviously wants to make a difference with their work, not just millennials. Purpose is sing is, is always one of the highest ranked yeah. factors determining fulfillment. Sure. But we also have this generation that is definitely big and is kind of emblematic of the current changes that are happening in the workplace future of work in terms of the increase of the freelance economy, a much more flexible workplace. Um, technology advances that are kind of creating these huge changes in terms of how we work and will only continue to do so as we get automation and AI. So I think that it's, this all gets kind of looped into millennials, millennials, millennials. Yeah. Uh, but it's really basically just the current state of affairs, if that makes sense. And it does. You know, we hear about, we hear about millennial job hoppers, right? They're just going to, they're just going to come in and, yeah. and leave in six months. Um, the data shows that the average millennial is leaving their job about every three years, two to yeah. three years. Yeah. The average person at any age over the age of 25, so if you take all demographics, millennials, Gen Xers, baby boomers, is leaving their job just every five years. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little bit longer, but the truth is, in this day and age, we're all job hoppers, right? Yes. Because yes. of globalization, because of changes in technology, the jobs that were around five years ago are just not around anymore. Yes. And they're not going so, to be. I heard a presentation. I heard a presentation about artificial intelligence that I, I can't quote the exact statistics, but a huge portion of our uh, of our uh, population is going to be unemployable. I yeah. mean, think of that word. I'm it's unemployable. Very, yeah. So, so if you're uh, younger, no matter what age you are, I'm sick and tired of hearing about younger people. I work with younger people. I've never been with a, a better group strong group of people. So if you're a business owner, stop whining and crying and uh, get on the bandwagon. Um, I agree with that. And not just get on the bandwagon, but figure out how you can empower these people absolutely. that are super eager or hungry who want to make a difference. How can they step up within your company? How can you give them uh, projects to take on? And yes, sometimes they are a little too eager or there's something to be said for that lack of patience that I was mentioning. But don't just kind of say, you know, um, if you haven't figured out how to utilize these people, you're making a mistake and you need to a read my book and, and yes. go to my website because this this is the future. Yes. And you got to figure out how to get these people motivated. I, I, I'm in total agreement, man. So speaking of your website and how people get in touch with you, how do people do that? Um, they can go uh, find more about uh, the book, um, The Quarter Life Breakthrough. They can get it on Amazon, um, thequarterlifebreakthrough.com. And check out my own website at smileypozwalski.com. It's superb. Now, let's give a little bit of your backstory. I mentioned that you are a speaker and you are being recognized uh, for your great work. Did this happen in a year? What's the, back, <laughs> what's the backstory, man? Kind of give me the backstory. 
No, it didn't. Um, basically, um, several years ago, I was 28. I was working in Washington, D.C. at the time. I worked for the federal government for the United States Peace Corps. Um, and I was the special assistant to the director of global operations at the Peace Corps. So my boss was one of the top people there, number three person in the agency. Um, and I had this really cool job. You know, I was, you know, writing memos, talking points, sitting in senior staff meetings. I had a decent salary, healthcare benefits, job security, all the things that, you know, you're supposed to get. Yeah. Um, so what's not to like here, Adam? What's not to like? (laughs) Things are good. What happened? I know. Uh, but basically it's this kind of thing. And I think anyone that's out there that's, that's listening, that's been in a job that they don't like will, will identify with this, but it's kind of everything on paper looks great. All the boxes are checked, but you know, you're not in the right place for you. Um, I knew that government wasn't where I needed to be. I wanted to be in a much more entrepreneurial setting. I knew I wanted to live in California. I wanted to be, be doing more creative writing. Um, and being around a lot more young people. So it was really this kind of feeling trapped because you feel guilty for wanting to leave a job that on paper is great, right? And that was, you know, in the height of the recession. So a lot of people didn't even have jobs. A lot of my friends, um, you know, were like, why would you leave? You, you know, I don't, I can't even get a good job like you have. Yeah. Um, but I think it's this period of figuring out, okay, well, the only person that knows what's right for me is me. And, you know, I have to, I have to make this leap because this is my life. Yeah. And, and not overnight again, like you said, it doesn't happen in a year. It's not, you do not do that. Follow your passion, quit your job tomorrow. Crap. Because you're just going to end <laughs> right up on, brother. broke, broke <laughs> yeah. and unemployed and at your parents' house or something. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I stayed on over a year and a half, even though I knew I wanted to leave to save up money and to kind of build my, start to figure out my next step. Um, and then started to do a lot of writing on my own and blogging and kind of getting involved with some of these communities when I got out to San Francisco and then to start doing a, you know, more leadership development work and speaking. And, um, I self published a version of this book in 2014. Um, so I used Indiegogo, which is like Kickstarter Mm -hmm. crowdfunding platform to raise $13,000. Mm-hmm. from 500 people in 40 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before the book was even written. So mm-hmm. I just kind of had this idea and, you know, the tools that are available right now to, to all people, mm-hmm. not just young people, to everyone, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yep. In terms of crowdfunding and, and, and being able to put your business idea out there and, and gain followers and even get, gain funding yep. are pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, yes. So basically I, I built my audience through that crowdfunding platform and then was able to launch this book uh, two years ago. And the book started selling really well on Amazon. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are self-published authors. Uh, Self-publishing is an amazing um, way to get your book out there, especially if you have a business, um, to kind of prove your expertise, to to demonstrate your writing skills, to have something to sell when you do live events. all just to kind of show people what you're about. It's, it's way, it's way cooler to have a book than just a business card. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, you know what? Your book is great. I loved it. I'm saying that in all sincerity. Um, but in addition to your story, you do a really great job of telling other people's stories and, 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 and getting the message out about the quarter life breakthrough and inventing your own path and finding meaningful work and, and building a life that matters. You tell several great stories, and I love that approach, the way you wrote. You, you write very well, and it really helped deliver your message. Yeah, I think it's all about the stories. You know, I think 
you know, my, my story definitely is the emotional center of the book of kind of being stuck in, mm. in BC in this quarter life crisis. But I really wanted to show my message is invent your own path and there's not one answer. Yeah. So I really wanted to show the multitude of avenues and choices that people around me were making so that you, you know, I think we often hear that entrepreneurship is the only answer, yeah. right? Yeah, Start yeah. your business. Well, if everyone starts a business, who the hell is going to do the work? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> That's right. Right. Not the right I mean, path for everybody. Right. It's not the right path. It's really hard. We need really innovative entrepreneurs, you know, people working within these systems, within companies, you know, amazing communicators, writers, um, HR folks, accounter, accounting people, we need amazing people all, all over the place. And I wanted to show that you can make a difference by going off on your own, by joining a startup, by joining a very large company, um, and inventing your own path within a company. I think increasingly, you know, another I- new idea for a book I have is kind of how do you invent your own path within a company? Yeah. Because that's important. You know, you need to be an entrepreneur, whether you're kind of working from a coffee shop or from your sure. from your uh, from your home office or whether you're in a, a multinational company in this day and age. Yeah. So I wanted to show some of these stories. And um, I think that that's what really brings the, the book book alive. You did a great job. And related to that, you have uh, you have uh, you talk about uh, climbing the ca- career ladder and you you contrast that with what you call a lily pad career mindset. So talk to me about uh, the differences there. Describe this lily pad career mindset. Sure. I, I think the co- traditional career ladder, we've, we've heard about that since we were kids in high school or, or college. Um, this is the traditional career mindset. You pick a major, um, you, you pick one thing and then, you know, you do it at the age of 22. You get in on the entry level and you kind of work your way up. Um, increasingly these career ladders are just no longer applicable in this job market uh, because people are changing their jobs so frequently and you know the majority of people you know only 25 percent of people that are college graduates are working in a field that's related to their major yeah Uh, Yeah. and so we need a much more flexible mindset so i think this idea of the lily pad mindset is is much more empowering if you think about a pond of lily pads if you've ever you know, seen a pond. Sure. Uh, they're all connected. So you have all the, the green leaves on top. Um, the roots of them are all connected. That's kind of what's meaningful to you. What's your purpose, what you're really good at. The surface though might look very different. So you can, like I did at the age of 28, go from working in Washington, DC, working in federal government, kind of on this international development, foreign affairs track, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You can go from that lily pad to a lily pad that's adjacent that's in San Francisco becoming a writer. Um, and that's not going backwards. Right. Right. Cause if you think about a ladder that moves in one direction, if I were to make that jump, I'd be hopping way down to the bottom of the ladder yeah, going yeah, eight yeah. years backwards. Well, why does it have to be backwards? Why can't it just be, let me take the skills and the experience I've had and make a little bit of a shift. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all learning. I mean, it's, it's learning exactly. and improving and, and getting better at whatever you're doing. A friend of mine named Bob Courtright, who is an executive recruiter, you know, and he was on uh, another show that I do recently. And I asked him, I said, what's the number one thing employers are looking for? And Bob didn't even hesitate. He said experience. Now, when yes. you tell younger people that you're going to say, they're going to say, well, how the hell do I get experience? So I like this idea that you're describing as rapid prototyping which is kind of this lily pad thing in, in motion, I guess. Talk, talk to me about rapid prototyping. 
Yeah, you know, if you think about rapid prototyping, this is a, a term that a lot of tech entrepreneurs use to test their ideas very quickly. So if you have yeah. an idea for an app, you actually don't need to build the app tomorrow. You can build um, a version on a piece of paper with a, with a marker or two post-its and mm -hmm. go on the street and ask someone, hey, if I were to give you this, which button would you press, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, you know, you basically are A-B testing in real life. Sure. So, you know, this is what entrepreneurs um, do all the time. Why don't we do this with our careers? We, we go to a program that costs a ton of money. We spend two years learning something. Then we take this job and we stay there for two years. If we were to just do an apprenticeship for a couple of weeks yeah. or just shadow someone for a couple of weeks, we'd realize, hey, this is not even the right place for me. Why the hell am I even you spending four years doing this? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think, I think we need a much faster way uh, of learning. So I encourage young people that are starting out to think much more in terms of experimentation when it comes to their careers. Yes. So to, to talk to lots of people, to try new things, to set up kind of what I call uh, apprenticeships, um, which are different than kind of an entry-level job because you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to learn. Um, now, the flip side of that is also, of course, you know, and anyone that's listening that's a little bit more of a more practical is going to be like, well, sometimes it takes time. You know, we go back to that Miles Davis quote. Right. So there's that balance there. You have to experiment. You have to figure out what it is you like and more importantly, actually figure out what you don't like. Yes. Um, but then also recognize that sometimes once you found that it's going to take time to really build up your expertise. And when you do that, when you get better, like you've said earlier, if it's playing the guitar, if it's programming, whatever it is, if you do that and you get really great at that, you're going to be very passionate about it. Correct? Exactly. And that's, I think, what Cal Newport, the point that he makes in the book. Of course, passion is important. And to those young students you spoke to, passion is a byproduct, though, of the yeah. other things. Amen. It's, it, it's, it's what follows. You don't lead with it. It's what follows once you get mastery and purpose and that freedom that comes with those things. Then you're like, wow, I feel very passionate in my life. But if you lead with passion, um, you're going to end up just confused. I'm so thrilled to be changing the world alongside of Adam Smiley Poswalski and his book is The Quarter Life Breakthrough. Invent your own path, find meaningful work, and build a life that matters. Now, let's make sure that people know also you had a TED Talk, did you not? I did. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, well, to be fair, as a TEDx, I haven't TEDx. done the main stage of, of TED yet. Not yet, I after, this show. after this show, <laughs> after Adam, this show, Adam, you're, you're exactly. going right to the top. You're going to, to the TED Talk, but TEDx, yep. go ahead. I spoke at a TEDx Youth um, in Denver, uh, TEDx Mile High. It's a fantastically produced TED event. They do several a year yep. in the um, Denver, in the Opera House, right in the middle of Denver, a uh, beautiful theater. There was 2,000 um, students wow. there, wow. mostly high school students. Yeah. And I was a little nervous about, you know, talking about my message to a, you know, because usually my message is much more, you know, college graduates and 20-somethings because yeah. they're, you know, in yeah. the workforce. Yeah. And I was, you know, a couple people gave me this advice like, hey, maybe you should dumb down your talk to make it applicable to 14-year-olds. You know, and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it because I think these these people are brighter than you think. 
yeah, and they're actually already thinking about it. And I'm so glad I did that because I had all these students coming up to me afterwards being like, hey, I'm already having my quarter life crisis. <laughs> I'm worried about this. I'm thinking about college. My sister just graduated. She doesn't know what she's doing. So I think that actually, you know, we think of young people as as clueless, but they're really no. savvy. And with with social media and technology, they're they're reading and watching more than you think. Absolutely. So they know this is coming. Absolutely. And they're also aware that the, the job market and everything is changing and they're freaking out. Yeah. You got so it. Yeah. Um, and then they also have the social media pressure of comparing themselves to others. They see all their friends on Instagram and Snapchat and everything. Um, yep. and this is a big subject, even for people that aren't even in college yet. Yep. So the reception to the talk was, was great. And I, uh, it was an amazing experience. And you know, I think anyone, anyone out there public speak that's scared of public speaking, um, just do it more because it's so powerful. It's such an amazing way to connect with people. You, you say also about writing the way you get better at writing, being a writer is your right to be a better speaker. You speak. Um, Correct. how do people find that TEDx talk? Um, yeah, it's on my website. So if you go to smileypuzlowski.com, you'll find it. My guest has been Adam Smiley Puzlowski, and he is a millennial career expert who has inspired thousands of young professionals and entrepreneurs to find fulfilling work. Adam, I'm going to wrap up, but what did I miss or what do you want to drive home, if anything? Yeah, I think you got it. Um, one thing I'll add um, that I touch about, talk about in the book is the importance of community and really surrounding yourself with what I call believers. And um, I think this is important for someone at any stage of their career, uh, whether they're just starting um, or, or, or you know, um, have, been, have been in the game a long time, is really developing these in-person communities and networks uh-huh. of people that share similar interests, that share similar skills, that have similar values. Um, and spending time with them face to face and talking about your challenges and being vulnerable and talking about your problems and and working together. I think this is what sets apart the people that just do the work from the people that really succeed is these communities. Absolutely. Um, Great, great discussion. Great book for people of any age, because this can be happening at 25, 50 or 75. You can invent your own path. You can find meaningful worth and build a life that matters at whatever age. And so, Adam, thanks so much. Your book, again, is The Quarter Life, A Breakthrough. Thanks so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. Thanks again for having me. You bet. You have been listening to The Business Builder Show. I am your host, Marty Wolf. And again, you can find more about me and The Business Builder Show by going to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. So on behalf of myself and D.C. Taylor, thank you so much for listening to The Business Builder Show and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full-service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow! So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.